Um, we're going to be reading from verses 26, 27, and 28. Amen. I'll read 26, you read 27, and we'll read 28 together. And in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses, for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Congregation? Together, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Let us bow for prayer. Father, we thank you for your mercies and grace. We thank you, Lord, that you we have come into your presence to worship you. We ask that you'd forgive us all of our sins right now, wherever we are now watching and even in, in the house. Forgive us now, Lord. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Create in us, Lord, a clean heart and renew in us a right spirit now. Father, we pray for those that are sick and shut in. We pray for those, God, who are suffering whatever issues they may be suffering in their personal lives today. I pray for them now. I pray, Lord, that your presence would grace us this morning, that the power of the Holy Spirit would rest upon each and every person in this house today. I pray for the preaching of your word, that you would bless now the preaching of your word, God. I pray, Lord, for worship to continue as we are in your presence today. Lord, I pray for our city. I pray for our country. I pray for this world as a whole, God. With so much going on, Lord, thank you that you've given us this privilege and this opportunity to come in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank God you may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise, saints. God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. Amen want to thank God for um, all that he's doing here at the church. I want to thank God for, um, you know, we're, we're in this, uh, this week uh, coming up, amen, and, and, and we're, we're, we're coming close to the end of January already, amen. February is right, up, right around the corner, and um, we just want to be mindful and prayerful, amen, that God will continue to keep us Amen. I hope that all is well with you and your family. Know this, that I do pray for you every day. Know this, that I spend time asking God, amen, that he would help you through whatever situations and circumstances that you're facing. Amen. The only way you're going to face it, if you get a little assistance, amen, uh, through intercession. The text says that earlier that when we do not know how to pray as we should, See, sometimes the situations that we're dealing with, we should be praying, but we're not. Amen. But thanks be to God that the Bible says in that Romans 8.26, he says that the spirit 
Oh, come on. The spirit is intelligent, by the way. He's a being. He has a mind. He has a will. And he lives in you. The spirit knows exactly what's going on in your life. Isn't that awesome? That God has that spiritual GPS on you. Amen. And he knows what's going on with you. Amen. You know, the, the, the Apple Watch uh, says, the newest Apple Watch says that it monitors everything, your heart rate, your, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, it, it can tell basically everything about your vitals. Amen. Well, God been had that. Amen. When you, when you, when you, when you accepted Jesus, he gave you the spirit, the Holy Spirit, that is, who is your GPS, who is your monitor, who knows how much oxygen you got. And come on, somebody knows when you're high, knows when you're low. And thanks be the God that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. You know what intercession means? Someone standing in the gap. Come on, somebody. How many need someone? Hey, but look, the Bible says the spirit stands in the gap for us. And when we don't want to pray as we should, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, when we don't know how to pray as we should, because sometimes you don't even have words to say because you don't even understand what's going on. Amen. He says the spirit himself. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Who knows the mind of God, but the spirit of God. And we have the spirit of God in us. Therefore, if we have the Holy Spirit in us, it means that God knows exactly what we need. Sometimes you're praying for stuff that God said, you already got that. Amen. But the spirit prays for you. Amen. For the things that we really, really really need. Aren't you glad that you have the Holy Spirit? I'm so glad I have the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm so glad that when I welcome the Holy Spirit into my heart and mind, amen, when I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ in my heart, God gave me his Holy Spirit. He sealed me. He baptized me. Come on, somebody. He filled me with his Holy Spirit. And guess what? I can't lose the spirit, you know. Amen. The only thing you lose is the filling, not the feeling, but the filling. Amen. And when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, man, listen, life looks different. But thanks be to God that he did not leave us alone. Amen. That the spirit of God can intercede for us. Amen. Now, you know why he groans, right? Amen. The text says he groans because he know what you be doing. <laughs> He's like, man, I feel so bad for you, but I'm going to keep it for you. Amen. Because, listen, we should know better. Amen. But the spirit says, I'm going to intercede because sometimes, sometimes, saints, you know, we, we, we lose the feeling. You know how we lose the feeling of the Holy Spirit? By grieving the Holy Spirit. If you look at the context to that passage, it's in the context of being angry. Uh, being in the flesh. You see what I'm saying? So anger grieves the Holy Spirit. Not only that, but also doing the opposite of what the Spirit wants for your life grieves him. So we have to be careful. 
amen, how we live as believers, amen, understanding that we have someone who's, who's alongside us, alongside us. That word for Holy Spirit is the word in the Greek parakaleo. The word para means against or alongside. So God gives us where you keep tracing the word, it's paraclete. And so what it simply means is that God gives you someone to walk alongside you. Oh, wish I had somebody. When you feel like you're lonely and nobody understands what you're going through, you have the Holy Spirit who's so near to you who knows you, and who can intercede for you. Isn't that good news today? Isn't that, doesn't that give you a little bit of hope that when you feel like you're all alone, when, when friends are few and folk turn their back on you, amen, and stuff just ain't working like it's supposed to work, you have someone who comes alongside you. I'm so grateful for the Holy Spirit this morning. Amen. Amen. I want you to keep praying for our church. Um, want to mention that we are looking for volunteers. We need some volunteers who can drive. Amen. Who can go out to a couple of the sites that we do during the week. Amen. We're short on staff right now. And it's. Uh, I want to thank those that are holding it down. Amen. The staff that's holding it down. Uh, but we definitely need some help. Amen. Just letting you know, we need some people who can just go out for about an hour amen, in the evenings, just to make sure that we have coverage in all of our sites, amen. So if you're interested in volunteering, amen. Remember, um, serving God is part of our makeup, and I've been preaching on that at nine o'clock, amen, about serving, amen, and today I'll talk a little bit about serving too, but I want to say this to you. Um, we shouldn't have to go outside, when everything we have is on the inside. Amen. It's in the house. Amen. If you have not done your first fruit, amen, I want you to put that QRC code. There you go. Amen. If you take your camera now and you zoom in, you know how you be zooming in stuff when you try and take a picture. If you just zoom your camera into that thing, it's going to pop up a website. Amen. So just zoom in. It's going to pop up a website. Amen. And what you can do you could fill out that form and make a pledge towards our first fruit. Amen. Listen, I've already prayed. Sister Hunt and I have prayed, and, and we have already decided what we're going to do for the Lord this year. Amen. And guess what we've been doing? We've been putting towards it. Amen. Planning. is uh, We're not going to be collecting until March 13th. Amen. March 13th. So listen, whatever I pledge, I take that pledge from that day. And I calculate weekly what I'm going to do. And I'm, then I do it for the Lord. Amen. Remember, I said this at nine o'clock. When you're worshiping and serving God, giving is nothing, not a problem at all. Because you understand that that's just part of how God takes care of his church. Amen. With that said, it is worship giving time. Amen. Let's make ready to worship God with our gifts. Amen. Does everybody got it? Everybody got the scan? Amen. Everybody good? All right. Good. All right, I promise you next week, uh, I don't want to say I promise you, yeah, next week we'll have our QRC codes in front of our, in front of your, um, in front of your chairs so you can, um, you can worship God that way. Let's give to the Lord, y'all. Thank you all who support this church.
Thank you so much. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for uh, the gifts. We thank you for the vessels that have given it. And we pray now that you would pour out blessings upon their lives, God, for their faithfulness to make sure that our church is moving forward, God. Lord, you know what this church needs. You know what our budget is every week. And I believe you're going to lower what we need so that we can move the kingdom forward, God. Thank you. For the hearts of your people, God, who, who've learned the principle of sowing and reaping. We love you. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God. Amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise on this morning. We're going to continue to worship the Lord. And we're going to take it back. We're going to bring, do it old school for y'all. Jesus promised he'll take care of me. Oh, oh, how marvelous it is. Jesus promised he'll take care of me. Oh, how marvelous it is. Jesus promised he'll take care of me.
about the things ahead. I don't have to worry about the things ahead. I don't have to worry about the things ahead.
is live right. All I gotta do 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 is live right. What did he promise y'all? I mean, are you gonna take care of you? Jesus promised. I mean, he'll take I mean, care say he's taking me. care of me. Jesus. Come on. Jesus promised he'll take Come care on. of me. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, give him a hand clap of praise, y'all. Amen. All you gotta do, just keep repeating that. When you keep when you lose your way, say all I gotta do is live right. Come on, all I gotta do is live right. Come on, come on. What what did he promise y'all? What did he promise y'all? Come on. Let that chorus just stick in your mind right quick. And you gotta believe what he said. And when I call him, he'll make everything all right. It does not matter how big the problem may be. Jesus promised he'll take care of me. Jesus, Jesus promised he'll take care of me. Come on, y'all. Jesus promised he'll take care of me. Come on, come on. Give God a hand clap of praise this morning, this morning, this morning, while we're in his presence. Amen, amen. How many believe he'll take care of you? How many, how many say, I've, I've been there. He's taken care of me. He brought me through. Amen. When I didn't know how. He brought me through. Amen. Isn't it amazing how awesome God is? When you think about the awesomeness of God and how God never ceases to amaze you. How many, how many have been in amazement? <laughs> I think sometimes, you know, like children take their parents for granted. They come to expect certain things. Sometimes we do that with God. 
And then sometimes he got to remind you. Amen. Amen. Come on. You heard that saying? Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen. He reminds us. And I ain't saying you got to go through a whole lot of stuff. I'm saying just every now and then you be striving and then you just start thinking. Just a thought goes through your mind like, wow, look where he has brought me from. Come on, somebody. You know, we, we have a few ex-drug addicts in here and a few ex-alcoholics in here and a few ex-this and ex-that, but that's my past. But, but, but what I'm saying is I remember when. <laughs> somebody going to talk to me here in a minute. Amen. I remember when I couldn't stop the, the madness. Come on, somebody. I just couldn't stop. Oh, I wish I had somebody. When folk wrote you off. But God says, no, I see value in you. Come on, look at you now. Come on, look at you now. Look at where you are now. Come on, come on. When friends were few and folk turned their backs on you and they, they wrote you off. Oh, I, I, I put that prayer out there. A God of another chance, y'all. Because I felt like somebody needed to know that God will give you Another chance, y'all. Come on, somebody. Thank God. Thank God, y'all. Thank God. You know what I'm you know what I really thank God for? Honestly, if I was to really be grateful for something, I'm grateful that God did not allow me to fall into false teaching. I came out of false teaching. I came out of a cult to Christianity. And I thank God that he protected me from false teaching. That's what I'm grateful for. It's easy to want a certain style of teaching that's found in the book of 1 Timothy. The Bible says they will accumulate for themselves teachers that will tickle their ears. And you know, I see that playing out. He says in the last days, I see that playing out right now. Where people are leaving, Christians are leaving the truth for something else. Let me say this. Truth hurts sometimes. All right? Let me, let's just be honest, right? And trust me, I hate that I'm the mailman sometimes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm the mailman. I got to deliver the mail, right? You've got mail. You know what I mean? You open it up. You don't, you, listen, you expecting one thing, and then you're like, gosh, dog, how did pastor know? <laughs> And then you got this deep conviction upon you. Be like, is he talking to me? I want you to know that's the spirit talking to you. Watch this. It's good to take your medicine early. Because after you take it, it's going to make you better. I thank God. Let, let me say this. When, when John wrote the book of Revelation, okay, the last book in the Bible, the times that he was writing in, false 
teachers had crept into the church. As a matter of fact, the indictment against the first church is that you did not tolerate false apostles. There were men in that time, like now, who came claiming that they were apostles. I'm going to say something to you. Be careful of people who are prophesying to you. Prophecy, if you get the correct definition, comes from the word. Okay? If it hadn't happened yet, it's prophetic. But if you're hearing it and you hadn't told me anything about it, it's prophetic. Especially if it's coming from the word. So I just wanted you to know what I'm grateful for. That he kept me, saved me right here on Yellowstone and Cadillac Street in a little small Baptist church where the preacher was passionate. He wasn't popular. He wasn't popular at all. But he was passionate about truth. And when you're passionate about truth, truth, y'all. How many want truth? You don't want nothing that's going to lead you down a path where you have to regret. Do you know how many people regret following certain people? Because they're not seeing anything happen in their lives. So I'm saying to you today, I got to get on, man. I took up 10 minutes of my sermon right there. Listen. Listen to me. You... You can, you can pick and choose now what you listen to. That's what Paul was telling Timothy back then and what he's telling us now. You can go on YouTube and just grab it. This teacher, that teacher, that teacher. And then you come back and listen to me and you're like, wait a minute. But God will show you the truth. That's why I make sure I'm diligent to study, to show myself approved unto God. A workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightfully dividing the word of truth. So sometimes you be like, I wonder why pastor go in that direction. It's what the text is leading me to do. Nothing else. I have no agenda other than to present aletheia. That's the Greek word for, for truth, aletheia, to you. And you know what I see happening in your life? I see the change. I see you change, man, in a short period of time. Because you're believing the truth. Keep coming. Keep coming. Watch. Watch what happens to your life, Medina. Watch what happens to your life. God is going to change you and give you the life you never imagined. So truth 
changes you. But if you back up in the book of Judges, it, there's a passage, it says that truth had fallen in the streets. When truth is in trouble, then you're in trouble. The people had, right here in the book of Malachi, they had neglected the truth. Open your Bibles to the book of Malachi chapter 3. And we're going to go to verse 16 now. And after he has spoken to the, all those who, whose words were arrogant against God in verse 13, and uh, who, who said in vain, verse 14, I serve God. What profit is it to have I kept his charge? In other words, why did I live right? All you got to do is live. Why, 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 why did I live right? Because it seems like ever since I've been living right, heard, okay, it seemed like everything been going wrong. That's the people here. These are the people, but thank God there's some other people in the book. Let's look at verse 16. I'm just going to deal with one verse today. Then those who feared the Lord, aha, uh -huh, there's a difference, huh? Spoke to one another, and the Lord gave attention, and what? Don't you want to be heard by God? Don't you want God's attention? It says, and a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who esteem his name. I want to talk about this morning a new direction. The blessings of serving, part two. The blessings of serving, part two. Let's pray. Father, we thank you uh, for your grace and mercy. Uh, Lord, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit in this place today, Lord. Thank you. Now, I pray that you'd use this vessel, God. Uh, forgive me of my sins. Clear my mind, Lord. Clear my heart. Thank you for a new slate you've given me now. Allow me to deliver the word to your people, God, who are awaiting the word, God. May their appetites be ready, Father God. May they be full of joy as they receive the word now. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God will last forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God you may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you, ushers. Amen, 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 amen. We have come to a point in this passage, in this book of Malachi, Malichi, where we have seen how the people of God has, they have taken a different route uh, in respects to God. They had gotten frustrated. They had gotten frustrated in waiting on God. They had become fatigued, amen, in their faithfulness. Some were convinced that all that they were doing was in vain. There was about two, three years ago, a movie, a, a sitcom that didn't make it, entitled Living Biblically. 
It was based on a book written by a Jewish man who, if you ask me, was making a mockery of the Bible. He wanted to, he did an experiment for 30 days. He would, for one year, he would try to live biblically. But here was the only problem he had. He did not go through Jesus. You see, you can't just pick up the Bible and say, I want to do this. If you don't have all of the ingredients, if you don't have the proper protocols and the proper procedures, uh, you can be doing stuff, but you will not see any results. This man who actually landed a deal with CBS uh, and made a lot of money off of this book, they turned into a sitcom that didn't last long, but they were actually getting cheap laughs off of the Bible. The culture that we live in today creates doubt about Christianity, about our beliefs, uh, even people mocking our beliefs. When we struggle, we must remind ourselves that the struggling that we go through, it's different than struggling in the world. When you were in the world. Every struggle that you face as a believer, it is to strengthen you. Because if you don't go through something, you can become comfortable where you are. Do I have anybody? Some have asked questions like this. Why should I stay faithful to God when I see no results? That is the mindset of God's people. Imagine this. Imagine God rescuing them out of Egypt. Imagine that. Imagine while in Egypt being enslaved by Pharaoh, they're being put through all kinds of pains and problems and predicaments, and yet God heard their cry, and God sent a redeemer to deliver them. Let me say this to you. You can't get delivered by yourself. God will send you a deliverer. And imagine, imagine this. Imagine God bringing them through the Red Sea. Bringing them to a point of no return. Closing up the Red Sea, making it so that their enemies were destroyed forever. Wouldn't that make you grateful? Wouldn't that make you just a little bit, tad bit grateful, amen, and, and, and committed to serving God? But as they went on enjoying the blessings, Israel's problem was they were more concerned about what was going on around them rather than what was going on inside of them. 
rather than what God was doing for them. Are you with me? It's easy to lose focus. Are you with me? Some people have the mindset of these people in the book. And it's a tragic thing because the Bible is very clear about how to be blessed. There are some parallelisms here in the history of Israel that's repeating itself now. For instance, there are people who say, what's the point in serving? Isn't that the pastor's job? I mean, it, is, it all, is all this in vain? Isn't my, what's the point of showing up? What, what, why should I serve? And with the pandemic, we know those that were on the fence have actually fallen off the fence on the other side. Many people today ask the question, I could stay home and worship. Why do I need to serve? Sir, I, I, I can serve in other ways. But I just believe, saints, that there's a blessing in serving. Maybe you haven't really recognized that it's because of what you've invested thus far is why you're still afloat. Maybe you're riding on grace because of what you put in. Or maybe the enemy has deceived us into believing that you've done enough. Amen. And, and watch this. And you're not spiritual enough, or maybe you're not good enough for whatever he may have convinced us of. We have to be very careful that busyness does not become an enemy to our faith. Are y'all following me? So the question today is, where are the rewards? I see the rewards. I hope in this message today that you're able to recognize that even amidst an evil world, that God still has a few servants around. I don't know if you've heard the phrase that serving God will pay off after a while. And I want to say to you faithful servants of this church, keep living. Keep serving. Because in due time and in due season, God is going to bless you. He, he's going to bless you because it's in the context of opening those windows of heaven. See, here's the thing. When you're serving God, you're going to have something to give. It's in the context of Malachi chapter 3 where he says, will a man rob God? See, the reason why the people resorted to rob God because that they had no residual. Lord have mercy. Their residual income had been cut off. 
Are you with me? Let me say this. If you don't have, you know what residual means? It means it just keeps coming. And it keeps, come on somebody. And it keeps coming. And blessings just keep coming. Whenever you see your residual drying up, it is a clear sign that it's time to look at another area of your life. The text, the text is really, really deep. Where the people of God, verse 15, it says, so now we call the arrogant blessed. Imagine that, that the people of God had become so deceived that they now were calling the arrogant blessed. You know what they were doing? They were looking at the world and looking at how people were getting ahead. And they, they were looking at everybody around them, the nations. That's what I said, that Israel had a problem where they were focused too much outwardly rather than what God was doing in the kingdom. Whenever you go from being blessed to being jealous of the arrogant or calling the arrogant blessed, then you and I have lose sight of what God can really do. Watch the text. Not only are they doers of wickedness built up, but they also test God and what? So they thought. They, they, in essence, were saying, man, these people are doing all this wrong and they're getting away with it, but look at me. I'm trying to live right. Come on, help me somebody, will you? I'm trying to serve God, but why am I just from one paycheck from the street? How come I don't have a residue? Why come I don't have a residual? If you wait a little longer. You see, our whole life cannot just be about material things. When you take value off of the material things, saints, and you begin to put value on serving and the spiritual things in your life, you will begin to see how prosperous you really are. Are you with me? Verse 16. Let's look at it. Let's look at it. Let's look at the blessings. Look at this. Then those who what? Feared the Lord. Spoke to one another. So you have those who were calling the arrogant blessed, those who were saying, well, how do we do that? How do we do that? How do we do that? When did we do that? Right? They were playing that game with God, right? But then you had the remnant. You had those who referenced God. Here's the thing. You can't serve someone you don't respect. People say, I love God, but they don't respect him. Seriously, they don't really respect the God that they serve because if they did, they would live differently. See? Watch this. So, so, so what happens? What's the blessing of serving? Here's the first thing you need to know because I believe misery loves company and I believe bad company corrupts good morals. So the first thing is God will align you with people who have the same heart to serve. God will align you just when you think you're by yourself. God will put you, watch this, the word there is an emphatic. The action of the word in the previous verse 
was the consequences of the preceding confrontation. Watch this. You will not lose your fellowship with other believers when you are serving with a heart for God. The Bible says they spoke to one another and luscious and not, not just in talk, but to counsel them, to teach them, to watch this, to be, to be, to be a, a recipient of the promises of God, to rehearse, to tell one another, to build one another up, to encourage one another. Come on, somebody. They met together not to complain, but to encourage and edify one another. You know why I come to church to serve you and to serve with other people so we can build each other up because we already know we done heard enough bad news all week long. Amen. But I want to say to somebody, this is a reward. I count this as a reward because do you know how many people join church and never return? Spiritual warfare behind the scenes that prevents other people from returning to the house of God. They hang together while the priests and the people were going astray. There were some faithful people who were conversating together. May I help you with something? You got you to build a relationship with other believers. Who you hang with? I think I was just talking to my daughter about this. Who you hang with makes a difference. And here's the thing. And if you're hanging with somebody and they're not changing and conforming and coming into the same place that you're coming in, they will lead you astray. Do you not know that the world has strong influence on us? And with all the stuff that's happening, but what I love about this is that when you serve God, he will align you with people Watch this. Who have the what? The same heart. Same heart. Here's the thing. I need you. You need me. Come on. We're all a part of. Stand with me. Come on. We're all a part of what? And when you're aligned with someone who got the same heart as you to serve, ain't going to be no rifts. Ain't going to be no struggles. We ain't going to have no, we may have a few differences of opinions, but it's not going to turn into anything other than something that can help you or I. Come on, say amen. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. Pay attention. He says right here, he says, and the Lord, my gosh, you, you, I told you last week, the Lord recorded what they wrote, what they said, and wrote it. But God is not only listening to the wicked, he's listening to the righteous. But if you want to get God's attention, you got to have the same heart as God. You got to align yourself with God and, and, and the people of God. But watch what he says. He says, and God and the Lord gave attention and what? Heard it. The word simply means to incline one ears or to pay attention. So, so what's the blessings of serving? Number two, 
God will always give you his undivided. Oh, Lord, I need you now. Lord, I need your undivided attention. Watch this. It's like talking and no one is listening. Here's a question. Do you have God's attention? And for their faithfulness, come on, people only equate blessings with money. But when you have, when you're faithful, you can pray. You got God's attention. Listen, he, hey, you say father and he turns in your direction. For their faithfulness, they got the attention of the God of the universe. How many of you want his attention today? It, 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 it's nothing like knowing that when you pray, that he hears you. Oh, I wish I had somebody. And it wasn't because they were good. It was because they feared God. It wasn't because they had some special anointing, but they feared God. Do I have a witness? M many people are trying to impress people to be noticed. It could be your boss. It, it could be your client or a rich cousin. <laughs> The point here is, who are you living to impress? God says, you got my attention. And let me help somebody with something. When you get God's attention, <laughs> come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, the sky's the limit. Tell your neighbor, nothing is hard for God. How many want God's attention today? How many want God to hear your voice and and? Pay attention to you and watch this and make a way out of no way. Watch this. When, when things look bad, you know you can call, the Bible says, the righteous call. Man, I need God's attention. But how can I get his attention if I'm not where I'm supposed to be? Let me tell you about God's reward for gaining his attention. Prayers are answered. Favor is poured out in your life. Grace and mercy starts following you. Come on, somebody. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding. It says, and the Lord gave attention and heard it. May I ask you a question? Who you hang with can cause you to lose your signal. You can be in what I call a drop zone. You know drop zone is? A drop zone is where you have no towers. And you can drive miles and miles and miles and you will not have a signal because you're relying on a tower and not a satellite. I wish I had somebody. You see, what you really need is a new carrier. You need a carrier who has access to the satellite. You see, when, when you get God's attention, he'll heal your body. Come on, somebody. He'll pick you up, y'all. Oh, Lord, I want your attention today. I, I want it where when I open my mouth and I say, Father, 
I got a clear signal. Thank God. That the blessing of serving is the fact that I will always get his undivided. You know how you can get a prayer through and I can get a prayer through and he can get a prayer through all at the same time? Because of the attribute of God, God is omnipresent. What does omnipresent mean? It means that he's everywhere at the same time. There's not a time where God will look in your direction and have to look away to look in my direction because not only is he everywhere at the same time, but he's omniscient, he's all-knowing. So guess what? Before a word comes out your mouth, Psalm 139, he knows it. So in other words, he already going to answer before you ask. Come on, say amen. Then the text goes on to say, and a book. Whenever the Bible, the Bible talks about the book. In other words, God is a good record keeper. Watch where I'm going with this now. Pay attention now. All right? I got 12 minutes. We got time. Watch this. It says the book of remembrance was written before him. Now, there is the book of life. And then there's the book of remembrance. For what you have done in the kingdom. I'm going to say it one more time. If your name is not written in the book of life, it means that you are not going to heaven. In other words, you are not elected for salvation. You didn't choose God. God chose you. And as much as we come to God like we chose him. Oh, come on, say amen. Watch this. We didn't add nothing to it. God is the one who chose you. And here's a shout moment for you. Because your name is written in the book of life, you are heaven bound. We are heaven bound. Thank God that my name is written. But see, here's the thing about your name being written there. That's, that's roll call. But this book is about evaluation. You with me? This book is about God evaluating what type of servant you was. I can't judge you, but God can evaluate you. People say only God can judge me. Yeah, you're right. But here's the thing. If you're saved, he ain't judging you like that no more. If you're saved, here's what he's doing. He's evaluating you now. First Corinthians says that you and I will stand before the Bama seat one day and we have to give an account. Amen. You know what that's called? Accountability. So not only is God recording our service, but, 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 oh, that's my next point. Yeah, that's my next point. Here's the thing. God has a record. You don't believe me? It's scripture. 
He says the book of remembrance. Can you imagine the people before them, their name is not even in this book? Tell your neighbor, God remembers very well. Do you know that, do you not know that maybe why you're blessed so? It's because he remembered what you've done in the past. How you were faithful. How you gave. How you were committed. Come on. But watch this. But you got hurt. Oh. Someone let you down. Church hurt is what I'm talking about. But now he says, I remember. And watch this. And my, by my remembering, I will reward you. Let me say this to you. God remembers very well. He says, he says, look what he says. He says, and, and he what? And the book of remembrance was written before him. Watch this. Not only is your name written, but it seems to me that the people who were doing wrong and were getting further ahead than those who were serving, come on, God was recording so that at the right time, he would reward them. Let me help you with something. Let me help you. Let me help somebody with something. Let, let me, let me, let, I, I want to give you this. God already has what he has for you. Blessings. But until you get to the place where you can receive it. See, in, in our mind right now, I believe I can handle a million dollars. Some of you are like, yeah, I can handle a million dollars, man. I can handle a million dollars. Man, we wouldn't see you. This is where I'm going to tell my story. I remember when we started this church, I had a guy, God bless his soul. He promised. He said, Pastor, he brought the contract to me. Business owner, big oil guy. He said, Pastor, it's a hundred million dollar deal. And if I get it, I'm going to build you a church. Pray with me. And I did. I still got it in my prayer box. I got a record. I'm going to say it every time you open your mouth and pray, God records it in his book of remembrance. Every time you say, Father, he's writing it down. Every time you show up to serve, he's right. Check, you're here. Check, you're here. Okay, that's what you asked for. Because whatever you want, God's going to give it to you. But in due time, this man got the contract. And I haven't seen him yet. But thanks be to God that what man promises may not come to pass. But, oh, I'm not waiting on man's promises, 
Because I serve a God. Hey. Who remembers my tears and who remembers my pain and who remembers my suffering, who remembers what I've been through, who remembers my ups and downs, but yet he's going to reward me one day. And I want to say to somebody here today, you just hold on just a little bit longer. Tighten your grip. Strengthen your grip. But know this, as a believer, you cannot do this life without service. Those that serve God, he remembers. My service and everything I've done has been recorded. Look what he says next. Look what he says next. For those who fear the Lord and who what? Esteem his name. You, you got to understand something. You're serving God, y'all. Man, man, we'll be 17 this year, right? We started with nothing, a thought. And God has shown me that he's real. And what I'm trying to say to somebody here today is this. The last point is this. God rewards those who serve with a right attitude. It, it baffles me sometimes how people start serving and because they don't see anything happening, they quit. Or they serve, but they're not that they don't serve like they used to. And that is because their motives were wrong. See? Listen. Saints, I want to say this to you. God's going to reward you. I promise you. If you hold on just a little bit longer, if, if, you, if, you, if you realize that God will esteem you, if you fear his name, and if you make this about your reverence and your respect for God, listen, do it for God. But that word esteem means to think. It comes with the idea of an attitude. Whenever you start thinking differently about God, there are people who resent God. They do. They resent him. I don't see how you can resent the one who created you. But watch this. Whatever reason that is, here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. He will reward you. Those windows will open in your life. He'll give you good health. He'll give you strength. He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you opportunity. He will bless your business. Because you've made a choice to serve him. He says those who fear the Lord. 
those are the ones that God will reward. A flight attendant one day wanted to go on a trip. And she received a seat that was available in first class. At no cost to her, she was able to fly to Europe. An emergency occurred on the airplane that made it so that they were in need of another flight attendant. She raised her hands and let them know she was a flight attendant. And even though she was on vacation taking a trip to Europe in first class, she gave up her luxury to serve. She was not serving to get to Europe. That had already been taken care of. It was part of the package of being a flight attendant for the airline. But she had no problem serving on the plane either because she was just so grateful for the benefit of being able to ride to Europe at no cost. The service was a joy and not a complaint. It's unfortunate today that many people are serving Christ in order to earn brownie points to make sure they're saved rather than serving Christ out of an overwhelming joy for the free ride. God wants your service, not your validation for your salvation. God wants your service out of joy for the assurance of your salvation and nothing else. God wants your service because he knows that I can use your hands. I can use your body. I can use your mind because that's the way I'm going to bring somebody else into the kingdom. God wants your service because you're grateful that 2,000 years ago, on a hill called Calvary when he hung bled and died for your sins he was dying so that you could live they put him in a borrowed tomb but early Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hand and every now and then I like to go to the cross because the cross makes me grateful for the things that I can do for God. It's only because of Calvary. It's only because the price has already been paid. And somebody here today, God says, I want you to serve me, but you got to serve me because you love me, not because you want to use me. Because you're grateful. Because your name and your record should line up. Imagine this. Imagine this for a minute, okay? Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. But in the book of remembrance, there's no record of your service. Here's the thing. And you can't go over off of last year's service or the service you gave down the road up the street somewhere. You can't do that. 
No, 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 no. You have to have a fresh record. Lord, I want to serve you, Lord. Lord, I'm going to serve you because I know my, my service is being recorded. But then look at the rewards. See, people don't think uh, heavenly rewards. You know what I mean? They don't think that. They think earthly rewards. And when you close your eyes one day, you're going to be thanking me. You're going to thank God, <laughs> but you're going to thank me that I made sure that you got eternal life. In spite of the struggles you're going through, what I'm saying to you, saints, is this. If you're not serving him, when was the last time God recorded your service? When was the last time he put, a, he put an entry in the book? You know what? Told you we need people to go out in this community and help us. We need people to help in any way they can. But I don't think in the kingdom we have to, you know, pump and prime to do it because now you know every service has a record entry. Every service. And when he records it, see, we've done so much bad that we need to amp up our good. And if I amp up my service, one day when I get to heaven, he said, boy, you sure did outdo yourself. See, I don't want to be bankrupt in heaven. I don't want to be broke in heaven. Shoot, I went through too much of that on earth. So when you serve on earth, the rewards are not just earthly, but they're heavenly. So let me say this to somebody who broke down. Press your way through. My back hurt, my mind hurt, my this hurt, my dad hurt. But when we were in them clubs, Brother Lindsay, you know what I'm talking about. It's amazing. They didn't have no chairs in the club, but we would stand up the whole time. But we come to church, we can't stand but two songs, three. Oh, my hip hurt, my back hurt. I can't serve because my hand, I got something in my wrist. God said, oh, I got a record of that. I got a record of that. I promise you, when I got saved, I, 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 I realized that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be judged at the Bama seat. So I decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, listen, I'm like you. Every time the church, I beat everybody in church. They couldn't beat me to church, right? I got a witness. Couldn't beat me to church. I was in the parking lot. I would listen. I mopped the floors. I had done so much wrong. That I need God to write. <laughs> Come on, Lord. Right. <laughs> Keep right. And listen, 21 years later, he's still right. He's still right. Still right. From sunup to sundown, I'm here. Keep writing, keep writing, keep writing. I want to be a quadrillionaire in heaven. 
Oh man, wait till you see what he has waiting for you. Man, if you think money did it here, wait till you go up there. <laughs> and for those servants in this church who press on, who's faithful, oh man, he's writing. Keep serving. Keep believing. And he's going to bless you. Amen. All right. Give God a hand clap of praise. I did my time. Amen. To God be the glory for the great things that he has done for us.